and Mane's won it, and Firmino's on his way. And he's just kept dancing, and he's put Liverpool in front in a flash. Crazy, crazy game. Hey guys, welcome back to Let's Talk Liverpool. Uh, another fantastic game. It's, I feel like I get bored of saying that now. We had eight games in December, eight huge games, and we won every single one of them. I think only conceding three goals, which is absolutely amazing and although we've got a big game against Man City coming up having going unbeaten and winning every game in December is absolutely huge and something I can't uh, exaggerate enough about you know how impressive that was but the Arsenal game was I guess as many suspected we've had very good games against Arsenal in the past in terms of a supporter perspective or a fan perspective there have always been lots of goals and it's been exciting and actually there was a record broken um, in this game that now the Liverpool and Arsenal games have broken the record for the highest scoring Premier League fixtures. Um, so I think it stands at something like 155 goals scored in Arsenal-Liverpool games, which is more than any other kind of combination of teams. So it kind of shows that this isn't a recent thing. In, in There's been a long history of Arsenal-Liverpool games being relatively open. And when Maitland-Niles scored in the 10th minute, I thought, oh no, here we go again. It's going to be one of those end-to-end games. We haven't actually had that many end-to-end games this season because our defence has been so good and we've just kept solid. But I thought, you know, oh, here we go. Maybe it's reverting back to, to last season. But actually, you know what? They... This is a different Liverpool, I think. And many fans, you know, including including me, pro- probably thought, you know, as I said, here we go again, back to the old season. But, you know, this is a new and improved Liverpool. And they definitely showed that. I, Although I felt a bit nervous, I did definitely think that there was a way for us to get back into the game whether or not that was because of the way we're playing or whether that's because Arsenal's defending is just appalling probably a mixture of the two but you know we really didn't have to wait long for a response Firmino got a double within five minutes I believe you know both goals were were shocking defending from from Arsenal and I I don't want to talk too much about Arsenal because this is a Liverpool podcast but they've got some serious issues in defence I know they have injuries but they they need they need to sort something out because they can't carry on like they were because they were they were just all over the place and they're never ever going to be you know it's going to be another season of Europa League for them if if they continue to defend like they do but so so Firmino's kind of double really kind of helped settle us again and I think um, it helped settle the crowd a bit and we knew that I think after that we could probably pick off Arsenal uh, as and how we pleased um, which was really positive to see and that kind of happened again through through Mane's goal and it was you know just a really simple ball over the top. And, uh, you know, Salah laying it off to Mane to essentially tap into an own goal. And I've been a little bit critical of Mane over the course of uh, these episodes. I think his first touch is, is has a lot to be improved on. Um, and I think he probably do more for the team than he does. But you know what? He put the chance away. It was actually quite a difficult chance. And uh, I'd be lying to you if I said that I thought, you know, his nails on, his hands aren't going to score. But, um, you know, he did score. And it, that was a really good uh, goal to kind of, keep keep our distance um to Arsenal and really you know impose our impose our lead and then the penalty just for half time I think I think uh, to be fair I think the Arsenal players probably switched off they probably thought you know half time it's done you know let's just get in 3-1 and recoup and that's the great thing about us you know we score late in games but also at the end of halves as well has been has been really key and they're really key times to score and I feel like the Arsenal defense switched off Salah got in behind and it definitely was a penalty all this stuff about diving rubbish in my eyes he came in Socrates came from behind had two nibbles at him 
he was going to go down. He always was going to go down and because there was contact. So I definitely don't think there was a penalty and, uh, you know, Salah just smashing it down the middle, um, you know, goes in. Uh, and then in the second half, we you kind of saw a bit of us thinking about Man City. I think, I think it's, this was the first game that it was obvious to me that we were thinking about the next game. I think we've been really good at kind of focusing on the game that we're playing in, not thinking about the future so far this season. But I thought this was the first time we we started to think um, about the Man City game. And um, I kind of understand that because the Man City game is huge and it's in four days time or five days time, sorry. And, you know, it's such a big season, such a big game. We've got potentially a seven point gap if City beat uh, Southampton. So... You know, we want to consolidate that, and if we can make it ten points difference to Man City, that would be huge. And so, I think it was right in this instance for Klopp to start focusing on the next game. But you know, even then, we still did score in the second half. Um, again, I think that was probably more down to Arsenal's poor defending than it was down to us playing well or doing something you know incredible. Uh, but it was really poor, a really silly, silly shove in the back from Glasnach on, on Lovren, um, and Firmino put away the penalty for his first Liverpool hat trick. Um, that is that is kind of one of the points that I wanted to talk about on the podcast today is about is about Firmino. We we hear so many great things about Firmino about what he does for the team, but you know at the end of the day he is a, he's a centre forward. He he will be judged on his goals. Um, that is the only really kind of quantitative way you can judge uh, a centre forward, and um, it's kind of been okay because Mane and Salah and some of the midfielders have been, have been scoring so much over the past couple of seasons. But I do want to see, you know, more goals for Mina. But we saw in the Arsenal game what he can do. He has such great feet. You can tell he's Brazilian just by the way he skips past a couple of players, um, you know, buries the ball in the corner. So that, I think that, that was incredibly positive for Firmino himself to grab a hat-trick. Uh, you know, I'm really, really, you know, really happy for him. He's he's a great player. He's done, he's one of the, one of these other players that has, performed from the first minute that he came to Liverpool and he's showing why at the time when we paid I think 30 million for him and people were like who's this guy but you know now he's become one of the best strikers in the world um you know making the Brazil team I think I think he should be in the Brazil team ahead of Jesus I think many people will admit that but um but yeah you know he is he, he's proven again against Arsenal why he is still a striker and can still put away a chance when he has it. And he in that game, uh, scoring the hat trick, he actually overtook uh, another Brazilian, another Brazilian who played for Liverpool, Coutinho, as the leading uh, Brazilian goal scorer in the Premier League history. So that's another huge accolade for him. And I hope that he now pushes on over the next couple of seasons with with twenty plus goals a season, which will really help. Um, maybe take some of the burden off people like Salah, which will actually maybe give him more chances to score even more. So I think it was great for Firmino that he scored the hat trick, and even better for Liverpool that we've got uh, you know our centre forward scoring a striker. That's a, that's a huge thing. Um, I think the last striker we've actually scored some very good hat tricks against against Arsenal. I think I think the one that comes to mind for me is the Peter Crouch one. I remember watching that game. I think that must have been at least probably ten years ago, and. Um, you know, for me, that was one of the one of the best Liverpool players hat tricks in an Arsenal game, and I think this Firmino one is up there for me, just because purely just because the second goal. I think obviously the penalty is a bit cheap, and the first goal was very lucky, but I think you know the second goal was second goal was was amazing the way he went past two defenders and buried it in the corner. So I'm really really happy for for Firmino. Another player that 
I want to touch on. And actually, the, the rest of this podcast is really going to be talking about the centre-backs and uh, how how impressed I've been. And I'm going to touch on Virgil van Dijk first because so much has been said about him. You know, there aren't enough superlatives to describe him. He is, is an incredible leader. He started out as captain with Henderson on the bench. And, uh, you know, what was really great, I think, that I saw that I haven't had, that I haven't seen from Liverpool often was that when we can, when we did concede, and then there's a couple of minutes after we conceded, where there was a little bit of nervousness, you can tell in the stadium, not sure what was going to happen. But if you looked at Virgil van Dijk compared to any other player, he was such a calming presence. When he got the ball, he didn't panic. He he played the calm pass. He he wasn't running around like a maniac. He was basically playing exactly how he played before. And I think just that alone, it makes such a difference. Uh, you know, he's he's so good at all the defending attributes, you know, heading, clearing, all that kind of stuff. But I don't think we can underestimate this ability to stay calm under pressure. It's something that we haven't had for a long time. I would say from players like Jamie Carragher and Sammy Hoopier, I think, maybe even Sammy, not even Jamie Carragher, I think he was got a bit erratic sometimes as well. But Sammy Hoopier was the last player I remember watching who was kind of always was calm under the ball and gave you that reassuring presence and I think Virgil van Dijk takes that to another level and I think that's really what we needed after conceding early because I don't think um, we expected to concede early to be totally honest uh, I didn't I didn't think we would concede at all we've kept clean sheets against better teams than Arsenal and uh, again yeah I didn't think that we would we concede but hey things happen and how we react is the most important thing, and we reacted in the best possible way. And um, I just really wanted to focus on Virgil van Dijk because he he was so so impressive in that period when he he was just calm, you know, go, went about his business like like normal. And um, yeah, he was just he was just fantastic. The obviously the other centre back playing who's been playing most of this festive period is Dejan Lovren, and he's been incredibly solid. And another player I've been super super impressed by over the Christmas period. He he's one of these defenders where over the past couple of seasons we've seen the best and worst of Dejan Lovren. We've seen you know him do some some great defending. Obviously the goal against Borussia Dortmund in the Europa League on our way to the final. But he's always kind of been a bit hit and miss. And um, he came into this festive time of the season where Joe Gomez had just gone out. Joe Gomez had formed a really really good partnership with with Van Dijk and, and me as well as other Liverpool fans thought you know what is is Lovren going to be the same old Lovren. Or is he going to step his game up? And I'm so, so happy to say that he's 100% stepped his game up. And now we're seeing we're seeing the centre-back that led Croatia to, to a World Cup final in which he was so solid. Um, he, he's commanding the box. He, he's not making the silly mistakes that he used to. Uh, whether or not that's, you could say, it's maybe down to Van Dijk making players around him better, maybe. But I, I've just been really impressed with with his defending, he's like, there's no nonsense defend, no nonsense defending. He's getting in the right positions, and as many of our clean sheets are down to Allison and Van Dijk, I think Lovren has been a huge part of why we've gone unbeaten and won every single game throughout December. And I think uh, I'll, I'll I'll play a little applause to to Lovren here because um, you know I really doubted him coming into the festive period, and I was like, oh, you know what's going to happen? But you know what? He's proved me wrong, and fair play to him. And I hope he continues to, you know, to, to get a run in the team. I think Joe Gomez is still a couple of weeks out. Matip, I think, was out a little longer. So we're going to need him to keep performing. Um, so, yeah, you know what? Lovren, I like it. 
so as we do in all in all episodes, guys, we are ending with a shout out to Klopp. Uh, the shout out to Klopp this week is, is interesting because he's Klopp's kind of experimented or playing around with with the holding midfielders. I think obviously rotating due to the fixture list, but he's kind of gone with either Wijnaldum, Fabinho, Milner sometimes, Henderson. And when Henderson came on, it was really like I was really really impressed with him. I know we were probably a bit conservative in the second half, but I was really impressed with his closing down, and I definitely think he played slightly further forward than he normally does. Um, and I remember when Jordan Henderson first came to Liverpool, he did play further forward. He was an attacking midfielder. Um, over time, you know, he's kind of transitioned more to that defensive midfielder position, but I think he, you know, he's still got really, really good legs, and I think he could definitely help us going forward in the future. So the shower to clock this week is to, you know, find a way to get Henderson into the team. I think Shakiri probably wasn't didn't play maybe as well so if you were to change the Arsenal lineup I think I would have personally replaced Shakiri with Henderson but um, you know I, I was really impressed with him and I, I want to see Henderson you know go forward more he does have a good strike on him he doesn't score very many goals but um, yeah, I was really impressed with him and uh, I just yeah I hope I hope Klopp kind of finds a way to get him into the team he is obviously the captain of Liverpool and that does mean a lot and I'm sure it will be hurting him not to be starting every single game and not being the first name on the team sheet. But I 100% know he also understands that he is part of a team that are striving to do something that Liverpool and Liverpool fans have wanted for so, so long. So he gets his role to play in that. So I completely get that. But um, yeah, I would just like Klopp to kind of, you know, try and find a way to get to get Henderson into the team. Um, so yeah, so next up, uh, the big, big game, as if the Liverpool-Man City game uh, first time around at Anfield wasn't big. This one round at the Etihad is going to be huge. It's going to be uh, a tense game. City arguably have to go for it more than we do. I think Liverpool would take... Uh, I, I don't say we maybe will play for a draw, but I think we would take a draw um, because then that's City out of the way for us for this season. And I think it's good that we're playing them now because if we do lose, you know, it's definitely not the end of the world and we've still got time to to maintain that gap and even and even build it. So I'm really looking forward to the Man City game. Liverpool were obviously in, a, in an absolutely rich vein of form. Man City, not so much. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, obviously, City lost at home uh, to Crystal Palace, so they're not unbeaten at home, so it shows they can be beaten at the Etihad. Um, but, you know, I'm, I have no doubt that they will turn up, and I'm sure we will too. So... Um, I'm really looking forward to the game, and as always, I'll be I'll be reviewing the game uh, the day after, um, hoping for a Liverpool win. I think we will win. I think I'm, I would predict two two one or, or one nil. Um, I think it will be tight. So uh, yeah, let's let's see how it goes. I'm hopeful, and um, yeah, I'll catch you guys on the episode reviewing the Man City game. Let's hope we win. <laughs>